What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, back with another interview, man. And this is an interview I've been trying to get together for almost a year now, man. I got my guy, Kedrick Whitehead, on the show, Delaware defensive back. This guy is a five-time All-American, three-time All-Conference selection, was on our All-CAA preseason team this year here on the Blue Bloods, and was a first-team FCS All-American for our publication, man. But this guy... I don't know what I could say, man, over 200 career tackles, almost 20 pass breakups. The list goes on and on. But, man, Kedrick, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Appreciate you having me. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely, man. But, listen, I don't think people know this about how accomplished you were coming out of high school. Linebacker, safety, running back, 41-8 and career record in high school, state tournament all four years. I mean, you were an all-state selection at linebacker, running back, multiple positions. What was your recruiting process like? Was there ever a question of what position you were going to play and what teams were recruiting you the hardest? You know, it's funny because despite having, you know, all those great accomplishments coming out of high school, I was very, very under-recruited. You know, I, I only really had University of Delaware as my real offer. I had an offer from Howard University, but I didn't really consider that to be, you know, something that was really tangible. You know, there was a coaching staff change going on, you know, right in the midst of all that. So they were kind of just offering, you know, anybody and everybody just, you know, figure out what they wanted to do, how they wanted to, you know, rebuild that program. Um, and when it came to Delaware, that was the old staff. This isn't uh, Ryan Cardi and our new staff. Um, the old staff, they, um, they weren't really trying to recruit me as well. You know, I, I had to, you know, do the regular run around, you know, oh, I like what I see. Send me your film. I like your film. I got to come to the game. I like the game. Now come to my camp. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was a whole bunch of stuff that they wanted me to do. And, you know, that's kind of the, the, the recruiting world as it is now, too. So, you know what? It's not it's not necessarily all their fault or all my fault. That's kind of the way things are flowing nowadays. Um, but, again, I, I feel like I was under-recruited. Um, when it comes to your question in terms of position I was playing, I, I – kind of thought that I was better at running back coming out of high school. And I thought that's where I was going to, you know, fit in mostly any scheme when it came to the next level. I was kind of surprised when Delaware wanted me to play linebacker. And then I was even more surprised when they wanted me to transition to safety my second year there. It, you know, it paid off, man. I mean, for a guy who didn't even think he was going to play safety to have the accomplishments in the career you have is ridiculous. So just a little side note. Is there any chance Coach Cardi will let you tote the rock as your as, as a senior, man? Are you going to talk to him and be like, Get, let me have one goal line situation? You know I'm in his ear heavy. I'm in his <laughs> ear heavy. Me and uh, my teammate Johnny Buchanan, number 33, he was a, a dog in high school at running back kind of similar situation to me, running back, linebacker type guy could have played anywhere on, on either side of the ball. You know, we, we've we been pushing for, for a package with us in the backfield for since since we first got here. So I think I think Cardi might crack. I don't know. We might got to stay tuned on that one. Senior day. Tell them senior day. Senior day That's is where point. it's at. But you talked already talked about what led you to commit to Delaware, but one season sticks out in particular, man. That spring team, the 2020-2021 season, was excellent for you guys. Make a run to the Final Four. You have an All-American. That defense is absolutely loaded. The offense had a great run, fell just short in the, in the semifinals. What made that team click, man, in such a – I would call it an unstable time. You got games being canceled left and right, playing in a weird time of the year. How did you guys make that season so successful? One thing that we really harped on over the spring was, you know, sticking together in terms of everything that was going on 
both on the field and off the field with COVID and social injustice, we really made it our goal to stick together and, and really come together as a team through all the hardship and difficulties that were that were happening at the time. And it really paid off and it showed on the field. You know, we were so close off the field that when it came to on the field stuff, and everybody knows this that plays football and hasn't played for a long time, football is a sport where you have to be ready to really go to war for the guy next to you in the trenches. So, you know, we feel like we developed that relationship and it came with a lot of hard work and a lot of stuff that, that goes on, you know, again, off the field. Like we were sitting around together all, all year, really, you know, with COVID, not really much else to do. We had to stay together. You know, we had to sacrifice a lot. People couldn't go out and do what they wanted to do. So we all knew what the common goal was. And our defense came out and they were really stout. That was the first year we were able to, you know, really explore and show our new defense with our, our newfound defensive coordinator and Coach Rojas. And you guys, you, that that team was so loaded. And last year, you know, was was a tur- I would say a turbulent year for you guys with injuries and and all kind of things like that, opt outs, all 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 different kinds of stuff. A coaching change as well, man. The the staff that you that recruited you that you played for for so many years now get shipped out. Head coach Ryan Cardi comes in. How tough was that for you as a senior, one of the top leaders of this Delaware team? What how did how did you guys adjust, and how tough was that this off season? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was hard. It was really hard, especially when we first heard news that um, our coach was leaving, our coach was getting fired. You know, we were all shocked. That was a guy that he was a player's coach when I when it comes to Coach Rocco. Coach Rocco was a player's coach. Whatever we wanted, whatever we needed, we knew we could come to him as a player, as a man. And it was it was, you know, it was no hierarchy, hierarchy in that. You know, he was able to talk to us, we were able to talk to him. So it was all good vibes there. So when he got fired and Coach Cardi came onto the scene, before we knew who our new head coach was going to be named, we were all kind of hurt. We were all kind of feeling some type of way, but we're all super appreciative that the change was made and, you know, the good things are to come. Absolutely, man. And before we get to your the new head coach, Ryan Cardi, going into your, your final season, man, you decide to come back. Look, uh, your pin tweet on your Twitter, I don't think a lot of people know this. There's an All-American wall at Delaware where they have everybody who's ever been named an All-American with a plaque and everything like that. What does it mean to you to be a five-time All-American, a chance to be six, seven-time, depending on how some other publications work out this year? Yeah, I mean – when it comes to that tweet that you're talking about, that was something that was on my goals, on my mind coming out of high school, you know, walking past Delaware every single day, being a Delaware guy, being from Delaware. I've seen that All-American wall thousands of times, you know, before I even was enrolled in the school. So once I finally got there, I graduated high school early and enrolled in Delaware in the spring. So I'm there early. And that was another one of my main goals was to graduate early, get up there so I can, you know, get ahead of the curve. So seeing that, and having it on my list, I knew it was something that not only was tangible, but something I wanted to achieve. So it was fun and cool for me to be able to go after that and, and get that. And I had great guys in front of me lead the way and help me get theirs, as well as great support staff, like coaches, putting me in the right position to make the right plays. But going into the season, it doesn't really mean much to me. You know, I, I, I anytime I get acknowledged or honored with anything, I always take about 24 hours, just like a win or a loss, to, you know, enjoy it or to harp on it. And then I try to move on. Hey, I like it, man. You stay in focused. And before we get into next season, man, new head coach Ryan Cardi comes in. What is he like behind the scenes? What What is he bringing differently to the program than some of the previous coaches that you've played under? 
Uh, first, first word that comes to mind is fire, energy, enthusiasm, intensity. All that just rattles off the top. You know, he's a young guy, young head coach. He's from Delaware, went to Delaware, as well as a couple other coaches on our staff. So they all are relatable in that aspect as well. But with them being so young and so energetic, it really translates to us and really helps us, you know, feed off their energy. It's really contagious enthusiasm. That's something that we talk about a lot and something that we try to bring to the scene and to the table throughout the year is just having that energy that's, you know, more than the guy to your left or to your right. You know, because if that's the case, then they're going to try to match it. It definitely, man. I, I'm excited. I, I picked you guys to win the CAA this year, man. So expectations are high around media circles. I think we uh, we even put you guys in the top 12 in our rankings. A lot of people were like, because people look at last year's record. I don't think they know how much talent you guys have coming back. But let's talk team and then personal, man. What are your goals for the 2022 season? And what is Delaware's goals for the 2022 season? Okay, yeah. For me personally, my goal is just to lead the team as best as I could, however that may be. You know, not all the time does does my leading skills have to be vocal. Sometimes just have to be by example. Sometimes I just have to strap it up and run down the hole and, and really try to lay somebody out to get the energy going, get the team going. Um, but I'm able to do everything. I'm able to do it all in terms of that aspect. So my main goal is just to lead the team as deep into the playoffs as possible. Um, personally, you know, I have personal goals to do this, to do that, but they're never really at the forefront of my agenda. I just want to win today, you know. And that starts today with workouts, with running, with conditioning, with how we treat our body over the weekend. You know, all that is all the goals for the season really are in count to right now. And it's so close, but so far away at the same time. It's definitely coming. I, I can't believe it's totally one more month until right. football season. It feels like a million miles away, though. But I know, man, you, listen, you're the graduate guy on the team. I understand the senior answer is that first game is the most important. The next one is always most important. But is there a game on the schedule, man, that you guys have circled that's going to be almost like a statement game for you? Of course. I'm going to have to go with week one at Navy. You know, with us going down there, playing some bigger time ball, I think we have an opportunity to really shock the world and, and put us back on the map and show that, you know, the team that we had in the spring in 2020, is really the same team that we have now. You know, we didn't really lose a lot of guys, if any, maybe one to two, you know, and, and those guys, you know, they're great in their aspect and in their role, but, you know, we didn't lose our quarterback. That's usually the first people that, you know, guys look at. So if our QB stays healthy and we're able to, you know, keep marching on down the road, I'm excited for that first game. And, you know, the goal is to beat Navy. I think Hero Sports, Sam Hurd over there, had you guys in the top 10 of the most likely FCS over FBS upsets with that trip to Navy Mass. I know that's going to be a big game for you guys. But looking back, I'll, this is one of my favorite questions on the show always. So I always like hearing how players look at themselves. Compare your game. How, how has your game evolved from freshman year, Kedrick Whitehead, to the guy I'm talking to now as someone who's been around the program for many seasons? It's this is so much that that could go into this question, you know, because when you talk about when you talk about game, when you talk about my game, there's more to it. Just running, tackling, running, covering, you know, there's so much off the field. If you talk about leadership, if you talk about, you know, mental toughness, if you talk about, you know, physical abilities, if you talk about weight room, you talk about film study. You know, there's so much that goes into involving your game. And that's one thing I hope that young guys learn and learn from me is that it doesn't take you freshman year to four to five years to see your year for your game to evolve. You can evolve your game every single day. And again, it doesn't have to be the, you know, couple months in football season that your game has to get better or the couple months that you're in pads practicing on the field that your game has to get better. You no, know, the more important parts to me 
that help you take leaps and bounds over your competition is evolving your game during the times that they're not. You know, so during the times that they don't have pads on, that they're just sitting around chilling, you know, they might do the workout or whatever, cool. You know, but no, nah, we have to do the workout and we have to get our extra work in. And then we have to train our mental, whether that be film study, whether that be, you know, X's and O's. But there's so much that goes to it. And that's one thing that I feel like I've evolved with and evolved in since, you know, my freshman year. And it kind of took me, you know, two years, a year and a half to really understand that and get it. I understood it out of high school. I had kind of an okay football knowledge to, per se, you know, I had some great coaches, some great teachers throughout the way to help me with that. Um, but again, I think my, my game is so much more than just on the field stuff. You know, it's helping me help myself, put myself in a better position when it comes time to be on the field by understanding, you know, what to expect from an offense when they line up here and do this, or when this guy's here and does that, you know what I'm saying? So Personally, for me, I think my game has evolved both on the field, of course. You know, I could go on and on about how, you know, I, I was a linebacker. I, I, I never played defensive back a day in my life. And then here I am getting thrown in the fire to replace second round draft pick Nasir Adderley. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was that's a leaping bound on its own. That's a whole different spectral I could I could go on and talk about. I didn't know how to, to backpedal cover. You know, I didn't know how to play in the post, play half field. And during that transition from when I went from linebacker to safety, I had a, a defensive coach who, who you know, wasn't really a, a safeties coach or a DB coach. So I'm still looking and still trying to find, you know, different ways and different techniques that I can improve my game on the field. But off the field, I think that's where I can make the biggest leaps and bounds. Still can. Hey, man, I love it. Like you said, the off the field things really and truly probably impact your game more than the on the field training. Mess. I love that you spoke about that. But to keep going with your game a little bit, which current NFL player do you feel like your game models the most? That's a good question. I really like that question. Being a, um undersized defensive <laughs> back, you know, I like to model my game after some guys that are similar to my size. Um, playing safety and then having that experience of playing linebacker, I really see myself fitting in, in roles as like a slot corner type of guy. You know, I can play safety. I can play linebacker, overhang. I can even step out and play corner position. So, like, a guy that I like to really model my game, obviously the Honey Badgers is a guy that all defensive guys, whether you play defensive back, linebacker, literally anything, that's a, that's a guy that you should, you know, somewhat model your game to. He knows how to get the ball out and get to the ball. Um, but more personal to me is, is Kenny Moore, who plays for the Colts. You know, he's a great guy that I feel like, you know, does a lot of the things that I can do and I, I want to do when I, you know, continue my game growing as a slot corner or a safety or overhang. You know, I'm kind of positionless. You know, I feel like I could play almost anywhere. Hey, that's a big thing, man. In the NFL, I think with defenses in general, man, they just want the best athletes out there. If they can fit you somewhere, you're going to play. And I think you see that even even going down to the to the front seven, you look at a Micah Parsons who even could play a box safety with his athleticism really and truly. So, hey, man, I, I love it. But what was your welcome to college moment, man? Let's go back on the field. Where, where were you just like, OK, that, this is different. I got to step it up. Honestly, when I first got there, because, again, I graduated high school early. So my second semester, my senior year of high school, I was no longer at high school. I was at the University of Delaware, living on campus, taking classes, participating in spring ball, waking up early to lift and then go to meetings and then go to spring ball. So that overall, that whole concept was really my welcome to college moment. Because when you get to college as a, you know, a true freshman in the fall, you have 10 to 15 other guys that are going through the same thing as you, you know, struggling the same way you're struggling all lost, just like you, don't know what's going on. But when you come in the second semester, after that first class of guys that came in the fall already struggled already together and already, you know, now they know where everything is. Now they know what to expect. 
Now you're just the one guy, the single guy who doesn't know anybody's name, doesn't know where anything's at, doesn't know anything about anything, and, and nobody's struggling with you. So, you know, you either have some good teammates who help uplift you and, and you know, show you the ropes, or you're just a shark, you know, just thrown in the water, and, and it's just up to you to, to either sink or swim. So that whole concept was was new to me. And, and again, it's spring ball. So and I played in the championship in December. So I'm turning around and playing football right again, you know, lifting and running football. And there's so much to the college schedule that, you know, no high school kid is really prepared for that. You know, it, it takes you a minute to to even adjust yourself to, you know, get right for that. But that whole whole shebang was. But I will say that it was well worth it. I definitely recommend to anybody who can. You can have that opportunity to graduate early and, and you know forgo, forgo that second semester as a senior and get on the field as a true freshman or or before that really freshman year even starts. You're going to be so far ahead of the curve that you know I, I definitely suggest it. A, a thousand percent, man. I, I've had players on here that if you can enroll early, do it. There's no reason that you shouldn't and at least try to get yourself ingratiated in the culture, uh, plans, and things like that. But Man, this question is interesting because I, I I told you we had your teammate Nigel on here. He came on here when I asked him this question and said that you can't. He doesn't think you can be a good DB if you don't talk trash. So, how big of a part is trash talking of your game? You know, I definitely agree with Nigel on that one because DB is all mental. You got to go out there and be talking trash before the balls even snap. You know, and whether that be verbal and lip and actually saying that to your opponent, or whether it be all in your mind and be like, "Yo." I'm lined up. I'm the best DB out here. I'm the best football player on the field. This receiver is catching no balls on me today. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all mental at DB because the second that you're in your head thinking that that guy's better than you and you, you're not the best out here, you know, it's, it's going to be a long day for you. Second you get beat one time, he catches the ball, and then you let him get up and start tra- talking trash before you, it's going to be a long day for you because you know he has you beat. So, yeah, I definitely agree with Nigel. You have to be a, a, a trash talker at DB, at least a little. It doesn't have to be, you know, something extreme like, but it has to be a little a little bit of swag. I wouldn't even say trash. It just has to be all swag. Um, For me personally, I was a big trash talker in high school. I kind of had some ebbs and flows of college of, of being a trash talker or not. And it kind of all depends on how I'm, you know, not, not feeling or playing. It just all depends on the tempo of the game t- to me, you know. So, like, it's situational shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be you can't be down ten talking trash, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you have to be somewhere in that in that area of you know up or or you know having a good game, something around those lines. But again, you do have to have some some a lot. You do have to have a lot of swag being a DB. That's something I learned early. And Nigel was was a good guy, and, and he was a good example of how to have that swag and confidence. <laughs> hey man i love it that that was by far i've asked this question to so many players that nigel's answer i mean he he went on like a three minute rant on it and i i loved every minute of it but without giving away too much man because there's some big wide receivers in the caa that i know are going to be trying to get the leg up but one-on-one which i know you don't play always as a safety but one-on-one what's the number one mistake a wide receiver can make against you it's a good question you know um no my game is multi-talented you know so I mean, I think the number one receiver, the number one mistake a receiver can make is just, you know, taking me for being that same linebacker I was, you know, a couple of years ago. If you watch the tape from, you know, 2019 and, and before when I was, you know, a young safety or or a first year safety or or a linebacker, you know, my, my coverage skills weren't the best. But as I've grown and progressed in my game, I've really, really, really worked on that and I worked hard on that. So to, to underestimate me to just be a tackle in the box linebacker is probably the, the worst mistake they can make. 
And to give a little bit of credit to the other side of the ball, man, you've faced a lot of great players throughout your career at Delaware. Who are some of the best offensive players you've ever had to face? Mm, that's a good question. Let me think about that because I have faced some really good players. The first player that popped into my mind that I'll just have to go ahead and give a nod to is uh, Julius Chestnut from Sacred Heart. Spring game, he was definitely a dog toting that rock. I cannot lie to you. Definitely. I wish him the best of luck in any of his career endeavors moving down the line. I'm sure he's going to do great somewhere. That's the first guy that popped into my mind, so that's what I'm going to go with. Oh, man. Uh, uh, like you said, a dog. And I know he's off to the NFL right now. And, uh, you know, uh, we had we had Malik Grant on here from Sacred Heart, too, who was his backup. And he said that, man, that, he, that guy was working different behind the scenes, man. So I, I love that pick. And the final question, man, you're going to be one of the top NFL draft picks coming from the FCS level going into 2023. If the NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Kendrick Whitehead if they select you next season, what do you tell them? Um, I think they're going to get a, a versatile athlete who can play multiple positions on the field, who can lead both on the field and in the locker room. Just a guy who's going to show up ready to work every single day. He's not going to take away from the program, but he's going to give very much to the program. Hey, man, uh, short, sweet, to the point, man. I know I'm going to hear the name Kedrick Whitehead at some of these all-star games, man. We, we try to go cover all of them, and I'm excited to see what you guys do this year. Got some big additions to Delaware on both sides of the football. So, guys, I promise you're going to want to tune into some Delaware games this year. But, man, this is all about promoting the players. I know you're big on social media and things like that, man. So let them know where they can find you, contact you for NIL deals, and you got the clothing line and the website, man. So let them know where they can find all that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, Everything will be on my website, KedrickWhiteheadJr.com. You can find the links to all my platforms. You can even shop on my clothing brand, like you said. And stay tuned for all our upcoming games and news. Hey, man, guys, I'm telling you, merch is awesome. We already copped us one earlier. Got to go cop some merch for my guy. But, guys, make sure to go follow Kedrick on all social media. The bigger his following gets, the bigger and better deals are going to come his way and opportunities. And make sure to tune in this year as he goes for – he's going to – listen, he has a chance to hit eight to nine All-American Awards by the end of his career this year. So, guys, make sure to tune in. But for Kedrick, myself, and the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.